Welcome to Think Wedding Business, the podcast where we interview leading wedding entrepreneurs and find out what makes them a success in the industry. With me, Howard Wing. And me, Adam Wing. Whether you're a florist or a photographer, a cake maker, videographer, new to the industry or just looking for some inspiration, then this is the place to be. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in for an incredible night. Joined today by Ellie Sachs. Everybody knows Ellie Sachs. She likes the Sachs brand. Awesome vehicles. And Harry's here too, Mr. Sachs. We've developed and we constantly develop, don't we? And we constantly try to develop. It helps that we're married and we've learned to be able to give each other pretty brutal feedback. I shouldn't say this really, but we still do some work for free or less than our fee because we're going to get divorced. to a level where I'm getting quite brutal now, so I'm just going to... Yeah, you settle down. Well, welcome to the Think Wedding Business podcast. It's a very special one, this one, because it's our very first, so we're quite excited, but even more excited, the fact we've got Ellie Sachs with us today, and we also have Harry from Laser Boy Wonder Fame sat to her right. So, in this episode, uh, Ellie's going to share her insights and her expertise in the wedding industry. She's going to give us some nuggets, hopefully, that you guys are able to take away and implement in your business. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having us. You're We're pretty welcome. excited. <laughs> so, we've got a list of questions, but like I said, it's going to be wedding business focus, and we know you perform in corporate gigs and stage shows and, wed- and everything yeah. across the board, but we're going to try and narrow down to the wedding industry because you've been super successful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Every- I mean, in a fairly short space of time as well, haven't you? So I, mean, I-, I met you, remember that wedding, was it six years ago? Yeah. And I think you were just getting into weddings then, were you? I think so, yeah. I think that was one of my first can weddings. Can I interject? Yeah. You can. That wedding, it, the one in Southport, that yeah. was yeah. my first ever wedding. Yeah. Was the f- and you, that's the, the first time first that we wedding. met. Was yeah. it your first wedding? Yeah. I knew you were new to the, to the wedding world. Yeah. Uh, but that, that was my first ever gig as well. Ah, there yeah. we go. And you know, just to see how you've grown in that short space of time, it's just been amazing. You're everywhere. Oh, Everybody knows you. Ellie Sachs. You <laughs> like the Sachs brand. Oh, uh, along with your awesome vehicles, cut to a shot of Ellie's vehicles. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can do that. And, so, and Harry's here too. And, but I like, just said about Harry. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Sachs. Mr. Sachs. Harry Sachs is here. Ready for <laughs> um, one day yeah. as well. But obviously, you guys and like your, your background in, in music and, and saxophone, if you can like just touch on that. But how did you get into specifically the wedding industry? Because obviously, you do commercial and events and all the other stuff that you do, Ibiza. And, but how did you go? How did you start in weddings? And was it a conscious decision or did it just kind of happen? Like, tell us a bit about I the start like of that. I feel like it was definitely a conscious decision. We. We both studied classical music. I did classical saxophone. Yeah. Harry did like orchestral percussion. We met at music college. And then we did a lot of kind of traveling and, and duo stuff. And we always liked kind of the house music and dance music, which is what we kind of specialize in now. Um, and then when we came back from doing that and came back to the UK, we thought, okay, well, what, how do we want to market it? And how, what do we want to be doing? And we've always kind of wanted to do weddings, haven't we? Because it's really nice to be a part of somebody's day and it's always a really happy occasion. You know, it's a, it's lovely to celebrate them, basically. Mm. So we kind of went in, I think it's kind of a back, a kind of backwards way of a saxophone player getting into weddings because most saxophone players do the other gigs first, do this, bars yeah. and clubs and then end up doing weddings. Whereas we went in with weddings first, really, and then yeah. came out doing and 
kind of via weddings built our brand and then went into doing festivals and events we always made sure i think in everything that we've done we've almost planned two steps ahead so when we came out of music college we came out already having a tour that we were working on sort of like a, a theater tour that we were musicianing on and then we went and worked for disney cruise line but when we were working for disney cruise line we had our next gigs that we were getting lined up and these were long-term contracts of like three to six months yeah. um, and then our last sort of like six months of doing stuff we were like right when we go back we want to spend more time in the uk so we want to be doing weddings so all the stuff that we needed to do weddings we then generated while we were out in Italy working on that contract. Yeah. So we knew that when we came back, or we were taking bookings then for weddings, like we hadn't done a wedding before, but we'd sort of generated the body of work that we needed to sort of show why we should be doing weddings while we were yeah. away. So that when the... we came back, we had that stuff ready to go. Um, and yeah, it was the same while we, while we were then doing weddings that allowed us the sort of monetary freedom to be able to look at, right, okay, we want to focus on making music, doing this, doing other things, like you say, the cars, all that type of stuff. The weddings gave us the freedom to be able to do that. Whereas if we'd come solely from bar and club work, the the pay in that world is, is dreadful. So you wouldn't be That's able to. That's one of the benefits of weddings, isn't it? They're mm. always going to be there. Mm. And yeah. there's different levels, isn't there? If you get into the right level, the high end level, you've got the right clients, they, they know your worth and, and, and they'll pay for it. Yeah. You know, without a doubt. And you know, it's nice, not, not just uh, monetarily wise, monetarily wise. I don't think that's a word. Monetary, mon not just from a monetary value. Um, it's nice to do a proportion of weddings because it's a nice type of work as well. Yeah. Like we really enjoy them, so it's not just you know they pay better, but it also balances out the other stuff um, yeah. because it keeps it feeling very nice. And I feel like we can keep ourselves fresh from doing the other work and current, mm. you know, because it because clubs and bars push you to be current all the time. Um, but also the weddings then mean that you can then enjoy it and you can basically kind of customise your set and your business to work for weddings as well, which is really fun. It's just you know? a happy day and it's just a great experience. You know, for me, I sacked off all the corporate work that I was doing and just went, I just love weddings the most because it's yeah. such a great, happy day. Mm. Yeah. You know, it really and, is. And speaking as someone who's worked with yourself and you guys for so many years, the stuff that you all bring to the wedding day in turn makes it even better and everyone has a great time because of what you do and what you do. And so like, it's even more infectious and enjoyable because everyone's enjoying themselves even more, which feeds up on us. Yeah, thanks. thanks, Adam. Mainly talking about these guys. <laughs> it's because you've teed us up, Adam. From, from Bridal Pack, Adam's there being like, you wait till Howard and Ellie Snacks get here. And well, by I the did. time we do yeah. get there, it's I like, did. boom, we don't even have to do anything now. Adam's <laughs> already made us. Like... Sometimes turn up in the morning because I get to see that entire day. Yeah, yeah. And, and be with them from the very start. And in the morning, they're like, oh, I can't wait for later. We've got Ellie, we've got Howard, we've got, you know. And it's, it is, everyone then goes, yeah. some of the bridesmaids are like, Oh, who's and like? Well, I won't tell you too much. I'll, I'll tell you, and everyone gets excited. It, like, like you were saying about keeping it fresh, it's a completely different vibe. So, like, if we go and let's say we're playing at a festival with a bigger lineup, maybe only like ten percent of people at a festival know us before we get there. So that's a really different sort of set that I would play for Ellie than when you're going and doing a wedding or you're going and doing a gig where maybe like seventy, eighty percent of the audience already know us. It's, it keeps it interesting for me DJing, because obviously I'm not really in the spotlight at the front as much as Ellie is. So it's a really sort of, that's interesting for me to be thinking, right, what set am I going to play that number one shows Ellie off in the best light, but if it's somewhere where no one knows us, what is going to win those people round and get them on side? Whereas in a wedding, 
nine times out of ten, you don't have to win them round because they're already there to have a good time. That's so the opposite just... of me. Is it? <laughs> yeah, because nobody knows me generally. Yeah. You might have a few guests at other weddings, mm. but that's the chat becomes the challenge for me. Yeah, how are you going to get people, start, on people board? Like, Who's this guy? You know. Yeah. 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 I've got a cheesy wedding round. singer. Sort of yeah. like, oh, yeah, we've seen this before. No, but that's the perception that some at, people... At the start, yeah. people the start do say that, they I mean. think that, and mm. then it's like, oh, it's Interesting a bit different. that you identify weddings as, you know, for the money and for the enjoyment of it, and use that to then generate all your other stuff, and then, and obviously now you do a lot, like, you do a lot of events all over the world, yeah. but you still... And that kind of feeds back into the, your weddings mm. and helps your sets, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. And you obviously still do a lot of that. And it's all, at this point, I'm guessing, feeding fe into each other. Yeah, and it all feeds back in. It's like, it's, this is going to sound really cheesy. But the more you've built your brand on that corporate world, the more people yeah. want you for weddings. Because yeah. it's like, oh my God, Ellie Sachs, I saw her in Ibiza, sort of. Yeah, exactly. And it means that they're getting like an authentic thing. They're not getting... This is going to sound... I don't know if this sounds really arrogant, so you can cut this out if it does. But you're not getting like a copy of... Something in Ibiza. You're getting yeah. like Ibiza brought in know, a broad personal in. experience. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's an authentic thing as opposed to something that's not not come from that. It has come from like that world of music yeah. and you're yeah. bringing it to yeah. your wedding and to show your you guests. Can, you can do that at a wedding, that's why it's so special. Yeah, and so because hard. it's the bride and groom's whole like, if they've been to Ibiza or they've been to like festivals and stuff and they want to bring that vibe, their guests are going to be on board with that if they're on board with that. Like a hundred percent, so they're selling it just as much as we are. Yeah, and I think it's really important. You saying it all works together. This is, this is why it's important to always be busy, always mm -hmm. be showing yourself, and people always talk about, it, and that's how the word of mouth spreads. Yeah. So um, how's like fast forward to like now this year? Generally, what's a what's a wedding year look like? I know you do a lot of other stuff, but um, how many events? I mean, weddings. We don't even really count, do we? But we're probably <laughs> it's really bad. I bet we've it's a lot more than us. Uh, with weddings probably two to three weddings a week from probably eight like end is of april always yourselves i know you have other artists yeah that's always ourselves yeah. like we run our other business kind of separately like i refer to it but yeah that'll be just us we'll be doing maybe two to three a week um from early may until middle of october yeah. and then it slows down to maybe one or two a week Brilliant. and then we've got the Lots other events around that yeah, but they, I mean, brilliant. But the reason I ask that because this year I've I've noticed, and I don't know if you've seen this on Facebook, a lot of groups. I mean, mm. with like the current climate of the UK, a lot of people are like, "Oh, bookings are down, inquiries are higher, but everyone's less willing to commit and yeah. pay." And there seems to be a lot of chat about whether people are willing to part with the money. The cost of yeah. living crisis and things, yeah. yeah. Um, you, have you noticed anything like that? Because it so, seems to be a real talking point for yeah. wedding suppliers this year. I think one of the things that kind of makes it feel a lot like that as well is having had 2022 just finish, which was a year where we had essentially three years worth of events yeah. in one summer. Because that's, that's it was the first year we had a full post covid summer it was so crazy wasn't it it's i mean 2023 is not well i say it's not going to be as busy as 2022 i think it is now um starting to like get to that stage but i think we decide when we learn about the cost of living crisis we sat down and we and we made a conscious decision to to market ourselves to the high-end weddings where it's not affected that what they're willing to spend quite as much so we sat down and we kind of thought right where are we going to 
push where we're going to price ourselves um, and how are we going to plan for the cost of living crisis because we are an addition to a wedding you know you you can have a dj for a night and you've covered your evening whereas we're kind of selling that you want something extra Excellent, for your yeah. evening so we that's how we approached it didn't we we mm. thought right well this was the stage in our kind of career and business anyway where we were thinking of doing that and then this has kind of pushed us into thinking right that's what we're going to do we're just going to go higher price higher and then we are but we have been confirming yeah i mean confer- yeah confirmations are, are going steadily um we didn't see so normally i see a really big january rush where yeah. everyone sort of mm. got engaged at New Year, and we didn't really see like loads of inquiries come in in January and then confirm. I feel that lots of people have been waiting that little bit longer, and we've mm. been getting quite a few sort of bookings that are maybe for a wedding in three months or four months' time, which is something we haven't seen before. People seem to be <laughs> waiting till the last minute to think, to all book, right, we've yeah. got a chunk of money that's come in, yeah. let's yeah. do that. Our December was quite quiet, that was a shock. Like we we yeah. didn't we were nowhere near as busy as last year in December just in terms of Christmas parties Christmas and weddings stuff. and yeah. everything. Yeah. But then our January in terms of events was busier than yeah. than the other years. Yeah. And that ties in because people are having the Christmas parties after Christmas because yeah. it's cheaper, cheaper in January. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This so, is such an important point. I think we need to be really clear for our listeners on on your answer about what you've specifically done to kind of counteract mm. the fact that we are in this sort of crisis mm. at the minute. And you were saying you've just gone more for the higher end. Yeah. You look for those real high end clients. And what does that entail? Does that different venues or how do you target those high end clients? What's your process? So partly it's to do with the marketing we've been putting out has been more around Ellie Sachs as an artist, Um, you know, more like if you're booking Ellie Sachs, it's not that you've inquired for a sax player. You are booking Ellie Sachs. You've inquired for me, yeah, and not just yeah. to have a DJ and a sax player because I'm I'm priced higher than the yeah. standard DJ sax package. Um, so that was one of the things to consciously change our marketing towards it. I think if you look at any of our social media over the past year, you'll be hard pushed to find much wedding content on the on socials, especially mm. in sort of grid posts on Instagram or or things going on Facebook. We'll do stories from the weddings, but it's more sort of a... A lot of our inquiries start with, does Ellie do weddings? Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, we want to book Ellie for this wedding. Mm. Which I think is, that's been a conscious decision to yeah. make it feel that way. It so felt it feels, quite risky. Yeah, we did definitely. It, we, were like, we were like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but it then gives but. a feeling to our clients of maybe a bit more exclusivity. Yeah, something a bit more special, a yeah. bit more exclusive. Yeah. 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 They, yeah, yeah, They've been willing to do my wedding even though they're not yeah. wedding-y yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's not it's not sort of a, it's not a snobby thing around that at all. It's not like, oh, yeah. we don't want to do weddings. It's just, we saw the way the market was going in terms of, in terms of cost of living and, and what people were willing to pay for stuff. And, and we just were like, right, well, if we, if we market it that way, it is more of a, this is, it's hard to know how to put this, but when it's your wedding, it's a life experience moment, isn't it? Like people are willing to spend money on it. Sure, and absolutely. we sort of went down the route of thinking, right, well, how can we enhance that? And how can we make it worth people wanting to book Ellie Sachs? And that might be for some people saying, well, we've got Ellie Sachs. Like, have you seen her Instagram? Like, how yeah. have we managed to get this? And that's the sort of like aspirational social media yeah, stuff you've, that you've we put out there. It's the personal it's brand inside of it. And we talk about this quite a lot in, in our course don't we with some of our students that 
people are going to book the person rather than the service. Yeah. And they'll stretch to it and they'll pay a bit more for mm -hmm. it. You know, who are you booking a sax and a DJ? No, we've got Ellie's Lady yeah. yeah. Wonder. It's just a sax you know, player. Or yes. yeah. We've Ellie's got a guy who's going to sing songs in the corner, but we've got Howard Wing. So yeah. pushing yeah. that personal brand always, it's yeah. that extra bit of special, isn't it? And, and you are, because you do offer something different than a normal... <laughs> Yeah, Not normal sax player. And I think we have also been really conscious of making sure that we're, as we've kind of upped our prices, we have, we always put back into our business a lot. Mm. Like a lot of our investment it, with money and time is back into our business. Oh, the and back production into, of your shit. Yeah. When you turn up, it's different <clears throat> level. And so it, we've, you, uh, we have upped you our kind of... You can see why you charge more. I, I can see it. And so I imagine couples will look like a standard DJ and sax. Yeah. You know, great. Yeah. But your production and yeah. set is yeah. so much higher. Yeah. You can see where the extra money's gone. Mm. Yeah. So, so you've got to be consistently to... quality, haven't you? And yeah. Without, without a doubt. But we put in a really high different. quality sound system that can give you mm. club, you know, club yeah. level. Yeah. Because oh, that's what we work with. If we want to go out and, and, and gig, like with our DJ setup, I don't DJ on a laptop because I think DJing on a laptop, there's a barrier between you and the people in front of you. If you've got a screen in front of you, then, so I always be like, right, when I DJ in the clubs, you've got a full setup of CDJs. You've got the decks in front of you yeah. and they're on display. Mm. So we've made a real conscious effort to be able to let people see what we're doing. So if you want to come round and see the decks and see me mixing and DJing, you can see that I'm not just there with a laptop. Yeah. And that's, that's all part of the sort of, again, process we thought, right, what is going to bring people and get people involved with it. They can see it. Mm. They can hear it. I think. I think the lesson there is, you know, personal brand massive, and just be dead good at what you do, and be a bit different as well at the mm. same time. It's not Don't just be scared to lean into that. Personal branding, though, it's it's getting your personal brand to a level like you've done, where you're a real aspirational. Like it's a stretch for couples to go. Like it's interesting that the less you show your weddings, the more people want to book you for a wedding because yeah. it's almost like this person does you know residences in Ibiza yeah I can't believe that they're gonna be willing to do my wedding yeah and like I mean we yeah. generally that makes you more desirable that people yeah. want to want to book that in <laughs> yeah. like sometimes we're it's like really you nice. sure like uh, it like say when we we do offer a few different packages and one of them is just where we come for a little amount of time in the evening don't we if you've already got a DJ we will come and literally do an hour an hour and a half at your wedding as like a little thing come in and then and then go and, and sometimes I don't feel, if it was me, I'd be like, I'm not getting enough value for money out of this, so I have unbook it. Then when people do, I'm like, this is amazing, guys. Like, thank you so much for, for booking this, because it's, yeah. it, it means as much to us as yeah. it does. Like, that's why we try and give back, because we're like, well, you're allowing us to do these things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think you're making the client feel special there, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. I remember a guy years ago, um, I'm not going to mention names, but he would always say he never does weddings. Put all his work was weddings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, virtually yeah, all of his work was weddings. weddings. Yeah. I don't really do weddings, but for you, I make this. And it's like, oh, God, really? Thank you. But yeah. you are, you're making your, you know, your potential client feel really yeah. special. They're going to get you. So I love that. I love that. It's brilliant. Does, does the approach change when you, like, how you market weddings as opposed to how you market everything else? Or does it all. I don't think we have really differentiated that much, have we? We. Um, I think we've just marketed as we've kind of wanted our career to, the direction we've yeah. wanted our career to yeah. go in. We've, we've always decided, right, if we want to do more of a certain thing, or we, we've sort of have our like yearly oh, AGM yeah. for Ellie Sachs, <laughs> where we work out what's going to happen next year. And then we sort of 
we don't make a content plan. We've never made like a sort no. of social media, what we're going to do over the month. We're just sort of like, if things come up and opportunities come up, like when it snowed the other week, we were immediately like, right, let's go Climb and do some content that, le that leans into what our goals are for this year. Um, and that just not and other years when we've done that, we might have done slightly different things, but this year when we're doing it, we know what we want to be sort of pushing towards. Mm. And our marketing is more of pushing Ellie Sachs as a brand, not yeah. in any particular direction to be like, let's push towards weddings or let's push towards festivals. festivals. I yeah. see. It's just, this is what Ellie Sachs yeah, is yeah. as, long as, as a brand. Strong, you're going to get all the types of yeah. work, aren't you? I also yeah. feel like if you put out what you want yourself to be, you get that work. So if we're putting out the music that we enjoy playing and we enjoy making, yeah. then when a couple books us, they're booking us and they're booking and they'll like that music and you're not changing what you do a massive amount. You obviously adapt to each couple, but then you know that that wedding is going to be... It's going back to that authenticity, you know, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's basically you can stay authentic to yourself, but also make money from it I actually think you're more successful when you are doing what you enjoy and I think people especially with performing they can tell if you're not in it they get Absolutely. like that's what I, we get a lot of people saying oh you really love your job I can tell and I, I do you know but yeah. you do, you forget that there are definitely people who stand up there and hate it but when you're left to do <laughs> yeah. what you do best and like yeah. couples buy into that and yeah. you're attracting subconsciously or otherwise you're attracting the, the people that yeah, yeah. Obviously, align with you. Enjoy it, and yeah. then you can just do your thing, and it yeah, and it enhances their day yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's a nice place to be. That it's infectious, you, you though, isn't it? A whole crowd buzz off that. Where you can a target a certain type of couple. Yeah, and and generally book the yeah. kind of people that you want to work for. Don't yeah, you? yeah, hundred percent. Because I can like when I have chats with brides and grooms about what sort of music they want. Good save. Good save. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, when I have chats with brides and grooms about where they want to go musically in the in their night, it's very rare that I will say, "What music do you want to hear? What are your requests?" I'm straight down the route of, "Where did you go to uni? What clubs did you go to? What are you putting on on the radio? Like all of that. Did you get any like now albums, or did you get like a head candy album, or did you get this?" Because for me, that gives me a much better picture of the couple than them saying, yeah, I want these requests because Nana Jean likes this one and my friends yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's, they're trying to please their guests. And I'm like, I know how to please your guests because I've worked with rooms of people before. Yeah. So tell me what you are as people and then I'll make Work sure we go down that line as opposed to letting, because almost like I'm asking them to do my job by saying what requests have you got, what genres do you want to hear, yeah, yeah. Like, that's my job to find Such out what people want. a better way to go about it, that's, and it's yeah. ultra personal as well. That's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. 100% Coldplay for me, please. I'm just going to try and drag that's Chris along. That's because they're trying to go into that one yeah. next. Chris is good. So on this podcast, we're always we're going to get different different um, people who are, have got a certain technique or a certain expertise in their style of marketing. What Have you got one real marketing thing that that you do that sort of sets you apart that's kind of your special power uh yeah so i think harry will probably be able to be more i'll be intrigued to see this, if, if you have the same idea that so i do i think answer separately i like this yeah it's like mr and mrs <laughs> yeah we're gonna get divorced no not really <laughs> also available for divorces you don't go that far do you that's going on the um, on the outtake yeah, yeah. <laughs> edit the edited trailer thing oh. extra service and harry doesn't know about <laughs> <laughs> breaking news um, 
Um, I think we always, I don't know if this is a specific marketing thing. Um, obviously, we try and keep a really strong brand and that goes across like the hat. I always wear a hat. That's like part of the branding. You know, you turn up, people know who you are because you got your hat on. I always wear like Ibiza style clothes, obviously wedding appropriate. So I've but, seen the hat. Is that yeah. hat? I've seen it somewhere. Yeah, it's in the... Yeah. Got you next That's to the piano. Oh, I forgot to bring it. Carry on. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and we obviously have... We've got the cars. Like, we're really into our cars. And that's... Uh, this goes back to being authentic as well. Like, we love our cars. So we bought the cars we want to buy. And then we wrapped them in crazy colours. But the Ellie Sachs colours to, like, continue the branding out. Mm. But I'd say, for me, I think it's... Stay, we always... And we made this conscious decision right from the start. Always stay really positive in anything we put out online whether it's personal, whether it's um, to do with the brand. Because I think, again, it's the same thing as what you put out into the world, you, you get back. Absolutely. So I, I, that's what my thing's always been. Be, just be really positive, because then you get positivity. But I think Harry's going to... What are you going to say? You're really close you said, to what I thought. You were going to say cars. No, I wasn't going to say cars. Oh, uh, I think you're right with positivity. You don't have to get divorced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think what what so let's say we're getting some content done or at a wedding or at a gig and the photographer or the videographer comes up to me and say what shots do you want and the first thing i say to them is i don't mind if in the photo or something ellie's not in focus or she's not the main subject of the photo but i want you to capture the emotion of the people that are watching this or are the guests at the wedding because that in our marketing is what sells the the higher price because you're basically showing a couple this is the emotions you're going to experience yes, right. and I can sell emotion all day long but I find it really hard to sell a product but if you're like look at this picture of all of these people or all of these guests mm. reacting to something that Ellie's doing with the bride or the bride and groom are in the middle of the dance floor and Ellie surprises them in the first dance look at the reaction of all those people yeah. and that's why it's worth the money that's Probably yeah, what I that's think. A better that, answer that is than so me. perfect. That's true. That's, that pe people are buying. People look at that wedding and go, "I want our wedding to be like that." Look, everyone's having a great time. Yeah, yeah. they're not. They, they know you're a part of. You're creating it, but they, that's what yeah. brings that's, them to it. That is know. the lesson in there. What you said is that you sell. It's so easy, so much easier to sell an experience than yeah. it is to sell your yeah. product. Yeah, especially when money is tighter, because you will remember that experience. And you're seeing people who've had that experience and the reaction they've got. And because the the media or the content we're putting out there is already on Ellie's social media. So I don't need every picture or every post to feature Ellie. Because if they're seeing it, they're already on Ellie's social media. So they sort of know that she's yeah. going to be involved in some yeah. way. Yeah. Um, which is why I think wedding photographers have a really like... Easy, not easy time, but a lot of a, a much easier time on their social media than say someone like, um, like a caterer. Because they're just capturing yeah, people's yeah. emotions in the photos and if they're good at capturing emotions you're ready made for social media because you've got all that whereas you're a caterer what you're doing anyway. it's harder to sort of like show someone yeah, having some cake and been like <laughs> you know what I mean it's, it's yeah, harder one I, to do. I, mean, I remember when I changed my website years ago my original website was all about me mm. I'm stood, pictures of me mm. holding the mic and stood that and I remember there's a point where I said no 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 they're not buying me yeah they yeah. are and they're not at the same time yeah. Yeah. I changed every single image on the, on my website was people up dancing smiling yeah. you know showing the energy in the room and that experience rather yeah. than it, I mean, so many people get this wrong we say this with photographers it's one of the first things that you taught me it's yeah. not you're not 
like this is this is me and these are my films and this is what I make mm. and this is my creative mm. vision. It's um, you know my marketing is very much um, on the day you will get you will get an amazing video from your day in a way that you won't even feel like you're being videoed yeah. the yeah. whole time. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's that it's it's the experience on the day yeah. for them to just relax and enjoy it. Yeah. And know it's taken care of yeah. to a, you know, hopefully good standard. Yeah. But, but it's how they feel on the day. It's not like yeah. And that's one thing I will say. Like um, when we because we had Adam filming our day and so many people <laughs> so many people said to oh did you have a videographer we didn't we didn't notice him and that was just because you just blended in you weren't in everyone's faces but no. you captured the emotion of that day mm -hmm. incredibly and the video was beautiful yeah, i still watch it all the time i cry pretty much every time <laughs> well you sell the sizzle not the steak you know mm. yeah yeah exactly without, without a doubt. exactly so, but yeah. i think that's exactly like your answer was really really similar to what i was thinking because Again, like all the things with the cars and everything like that, it goes back to that authenticity of this is who we are yeah. and people have a way to follow that. Like when Ellie does a video with the cars or doing something in the cars, that is selling the emotion that Ellie's having at that moment. We went and did a car control day time. where Ellie was messing around in a caterham doing drifts, donuts, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and Ellie isn't trying to put on a persona to do that. Like she is generally having the time of her life in that car. But at that moment, that is, there's no front. That yeah. is just her. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like when you get captured at a wedding, everybody's in, yeah. enjoying mm. themselves. Exactly. So so the, but then people do connect it so they realise the sizzle has been created by the steak. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, they can, that's they can the person that's done all that, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. see that atmosphere, that dance floor, and they go, I want that. Yeah. And you're the person who's going to get it. has been created by Ellie, yeah. so I'll get in touch with Because yeah. fundamentally, like, the reason we're there is to make other people happy or feel things. Yeah. And, yeah, sure. and we want to do that as well. Yeah. Like, that's why we're there. And that if they can love that, then... But to, the, to that point and to your, your side of that answer, Having worked with you so many times and knowing you. you as a friend, <laughs> yeah. you are incredibly positive and infectious <laughs> and joyful and your performance is, you're much bouncier and happy. You look like you're enjoying it more than anyone else I've ever worked with. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that because I do really enjoy it. Like, I really love it. So you mean sex players, yeah? Not entertainment in general. Yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> yeah, just just sex players. So much better than having a just a wedding singer, you know. Yeah. 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 Work hand in hand so well. Of course you do. Set the room up ready for it. That, that's where the sizzle comes from. Yeah. I would say this is coming from like a business side as well, and this is going out to wedding suppliers. You know, it, it's not always positive. Like I, we try. Well, we are pretty positive people. I think you know, we try to be really positive and constantly put positivity yeah. out. But it's not it's not an always positive oh, like well, job. You've let's got, be real about it. Like sometimes you've got to work harder to make it. Oh yeah. What you want, what they oh. want it to be, and what they're expecting than, yeah. than other times. Yeah, and I think part of the thing of you know, if you'd say like, why have we found kind of the success level that we found so far? A lot of it is because we are work. We're absolute workaholics. Like we work constantly, don't we? And even when we're sat at home on the sofa, you know, we'll be messaging and doing stuff and. And we, because we love our job, it helps, you know, but we are also massive workaholics and we work hours and That's hours. That's your other superpower that we're talking about is that... The work ethic. The, the work ethic that you guys have got. And it's, it's, yeah. it's just I think, a I mile think, above. I think it's easy to see from you from just how active you are on social media. <laughs> and, but, but I know behind the scenes, like, how 
how Which crazy yeah. you, yeah. you Adam's are. trying to justify why I never replied to him. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, Harry must be busy. <laughs> well, I hope that's the case. Because you never reply, you never, you never, I never hear back from you for know, days. And then, and I'm like, oh, they're probably on the other side of the world. Like, <laughs> I know you drive 24 hours to get to yeah. Europe and all sorts of stuff. But you also crazy. like yeah. that, we love it. Like, but you live in it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you do. You sacrifice loads. You yeah. sacrifice a lot of like relate. Not relationships with your friends because I think a lot of our friends are in the wedding industry as well or are musicians, so they understand. But yeah. you have to have friends who understand the fact that they probably won't hear from you for a couple of weeks when you're just a bit too like overwhelmed with your work life that you just don't have the capacity to almost be a friend. Mm. And then you come back out of it and you can be a friend again. Mm. And with you, you miss family, you know, family things because they happen at weekends, you work weekends. But it kind of, I, I don't begrudge any of that because I love what I do and I'm really appreciative of my job, but it's definitely there, you know. Yeah, it's you, not for everyone. Well, the remedy it? though is no. really just stop, no friends. Yeah, uh, that's true. I think the rewards <laughs> outweigh the, the negatives. Oh yeah. Because you do oh, yeah. you miss out on things, it's unsociable, yeah. it's weekends, but. Um, and you know it's not going to be for everyone, but I th I think it, the life that you get from it. Yeah, definitely. And, and if you enjoy it, yeah. Far yeah. Out yes. I also think you having that positive attitude is really good. And you were saying it's not always amazing, it's not always great, but you still put on that that positive persona yeah. and you go into it. You've now, still got yeah. to do justice by your couple who have paid yeah. exactly. same as everyone else, yeah. and they're expecting the yeah. same sort. Of we've we've often said this, especially the more we've done bigger events, so. Less, less so the wedding side, but more so sort of like the, the festival side of it or the bigger gigs. It doesn't matter what you've got going on in your personal life. These people who are in front of you, like you've got to take them somewhere. There's a reason mm. that they've paid money to come and see you. Mm. So you have to put anything that you're thinking about aside and you are going to give them the best night that you can Which, possibly give yeah. them. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? It is yeah. hard. It is hard. You've definitely got to be able to... You've got to put all that stuff aside. Yeah. I'm doing this. We, we yeah. take that for granted because I know we all do that. Yeah. Without even thinking about it. Yeah. We suck, we, like you, you do. You just yeah. put it aside yeah. and you do the job. But not everyone... Can. Does yeah, yeah. does you definitely? I think we definitely and I think trained that's ourselves what makes into you a, it as well. A really good supplier, and why you've probably had Thanks. so much success because, like, you know, some I've, I've worked with some suppliers that just that bring it all into that environment yeah, yeah, and are miserable, and and it yeah yeah you can't you just can't no. don't you no. no no I've seen it and we've all seen the industry over this last whatever six seven eight years this influx of sax players and DJs yeah so. What gives you with your competitive edge? Especially the Ibiza sax thing, because that's mm. like really Huge popular now. these days, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because you've got to, you know, you've got to keep that level above. What what gives you that competitive edge? You think over your competition? Um, I think number one was having a strong brand, almost before it started to become very popular. That yeah. has massively benefited us. You know, can't shy away from that. Yeah. Um, I I also think I was you know we both studied we have music degrees you know we both studied really intensely and we did it in such an intense place you know music college is like yeah. very intense you have to practice you know two three hours a day consistently and the standard of musicians around you is absurdly is high. high so you're pushing yourself and I think it almost trains you into a mindset where you are constantly the most critical of yourself you know you're you're your biggest critic so you have to you have to develop 
And I think as like musicians and sax players and DJs, we've developed and we constantly develop, don't mm. we? And we constantly try to develop. It helps that we're married and we've learned to be able to give each other pretty brutal feedback, you know? That's do, do you think that be, you know being married and doing it as a couple gives you an edge? <laughs> I was going to say, does it does it help? Yeah. I end it, but I don't want to. I don't know if it, it gives. I, a, I know you make it a, a real success, but does it give you an edge over someone on, doing it on their own? Maybe I think it allows us to work at the pace we work at and be the support network for each other. Yeah, and I think that's probably a competitive edge because if you're mm. trying to do the level of weddings and the like, the higher end weddings as often as we do. If you haven't got someone who's constantly with you going through the same stuff, mm. then you're going to burn out because yeah. it is a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, well, if your partner's a teacher or something yeah, that works working Monday a nine to Friday to five and you're yeah. working Saturday and Sunday, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be very hard yeah. to do yeah. that. Whereas, yeah, I think it, it does it does benefit us. Like if we if we come away from a gig or we've been doing something that is hard for us, yeah. we can have the drive home and we can sort of almost vent about that and share it with each other yeah and that that helps a lot because that allows us to, to keep a level of of, of work going yeah. through it musically as well it's it because our communication you know we're constantly communicating with life work music as well yeah um and i think we've worked together for so long musically that and we know each other so well that we can read each other quite well so I can communicate an entire sentence with Harry with one look and he knows what I mean while I've got a saxophone in my mouth and he can do the same to me mm. and also I can hear <laughs> his like the hint the musical hints he gives I can pick up on that I wouldn't be able to pick up on as much with another DJ because I don't understand the way they work as much so it makes it really nice and organic yeah. doesn't it so we don't feel like like a lot of people always message us and say can you send us your set list and I'm like we don't have a set list we we yeah. kind of read it's Harry gonna, reads it and I kind of yeah. listen to him and we, it's going to change to what Ellie what mood Ellie's in today what guests are in front of us <laughs> like it's 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 going to be completely different but going back to working together musically mm. like you, we were saying like it was six or seven years ago when when we probably did like our first wedding yeah. but before that you're sort of like I grew up in a musical family I've been playing instruments since I was age three and then when we've been working together, that was probably since we were at 18, 19 at music college. Yeah, yes, and we yes. have done like so many different forms of music together. Mm. Like classical music we've performed together. We've done jazz piano and jazz saxophone. We've sung together. together yeah. And it's and I think the biggest, the, the steepest curve in, in my sort of like musical learning was when we left music college and went to work for Disney. Because oh, yeah. suddenly you've gone for an environment where it's very academic the music you're making and then suddenly we've been put in front of a cruise ship full of americans and they're like go entertain them and then you're like oh i know nothing yeah like i i i've got to go back to basics and learn this so you're taking all of that wealth of knowledge that we've accumulated for sort of like seven or eight years before we even contemplated doing weddings and doing house music and dance music yeah and then you're putting that into what we do now so Again, going back to the husband and wife thing, it's just, we just know what the other person's going to do. Like, we know if, if I know mm. if Ellie needs a break, I know if her lip's starting to go when she's playing, yeah. I can play a few tracks that I know will give her a break. 
but the crowd will interact oh, with nice. more. Yeah. I could play some sing-alongs so yeah. that Ellie can get can everyone. Like we know how of, to. Yeah. Instead yeah. of blowing along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's but, really bad as well though because we have now we have this little microphone that means we get better audio quality for our videos. But now it also clips on so you can hear me singing along, which is really bad. Because most weird. people can't hear. But then when you've got a video now and they're like, listening back to you. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that brings the competitive edge. Like, yeah. That, yeah that, you can't. Yeah. We, were, we, we touched earlier on authenticity. And I don't want to like blow smoke up Ellie's ass, but there's like, there's no one else who's doing that range of work. So it's not like you're doing weddings and you occasionally get booked to do this here and you occasionally do that. Mm. It's like, this is our life. Yeah. There is nothing that you don't see. So, yeah, so yeah that's, that's, that's the edge. It's, it's, it's knowing the craft. It's all the experience mm. behind you. Yeah. And you can, you can employ that anywhere and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, in, it's hard as well because we, I mean, a lot of people in the wedding industry are creatives. You know, that's where you essentially come to being able being delivering something for a wedding you you could be a videographer a photographer a singer musician you know a caterer it's all creative work but then you've got to then team that up with business but we've mm. always come to our business approach as from the creative side you know uh, if our product's good enough then we can try and sell it you know so it's been a constant development of the product really yeah. of ourselves yeah um it's really hard selling yourself as well because it's literally like, hey, look at me, I'm great, which you don't always feel. Yeah, but or... that's, that's why we talk it about... It comes back to we talk not about selling yourself, you're selling the experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we talk about Ellie Sachs as a thing. Like, I know this is Ellie Sachs, but to us, Ellie Sachs is a thing. So we'll be like, we're going to go film some Ellie Sachs content today. We're yeah, going to yeah. go and do this. Mm. Because, yeah. again, working together when we were doing cruise ship stuff, you have to get extremely good at basically living in a three meter by three meter square i've been down i've seen that i've seen the economy <laughs> yeah, the, yeah bunk beds for six months like yeah. you have to be very good at just knowing and knowing what the other person is feeling going through like emotionally and everything yeah. like that um so yeah if you can if you can do that and get through that it means that you've got a good basis in yeah. our relationship to be able but we had to make a conscious effort to not come off stage and if I was like oh Ellie you could have done that better yeah or we could have done this better that was a very conscious thing for us to be like we're not we're not going to go down that route because that's a personal thing yeah because even though we can communicate and we give feedback to each other and we're pretty harsh with our feedback um quite a lot of the time it's the timing of doing it you know once you've come off stage you're actually your adrenaline's pumping you're really high like emotional state mm. so if then you've just come off and you're feeling like really emotionally on the edge and then harry's like that note was shit then i'll be like oh sorry i can't swear probably that note was bad <laughs> cut it um then i then i'm like bah, 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 because yeah. i'm feeling you're like that yeah, exactly. you're ready to give back so you have to yeah. wait and bide your time yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, I you did you learn that the hard way or oh yes. yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a very blunt person. Yeah, Harry's so, massively no. blunt. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, if yeah. anyone's ever been offended by us as a group, as a pair, it'll probably be by Harry. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> if we're honest. I love you. Yeah, yeah so do Sam I. Sam says the same about me does all the time. Yeah. Without a doubt. But you need, you need So that. I think the, the takeaway, definitely, great partner. You know, tons <laughs> yeah. of experience. Having the that confidence <laughs> to know you can slip into any situation and make it work because you've got that great background. The musical the academic musical side is there you've, mm. you're, you're tuned in you know the script alongside your, your amazing partner 
who works. So I'm just trying to think how that would benefit what was, some of some of the viewers. Is get some help? Would you say with the, the other side of it? Well, if rather you, if, than, yeah, if you're on your own doing it, I think the support network's important. So if yeah. it's not yeah. your partner and they work in a different job, you know, tr- seek out other people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, you can like for me as a videographer, I'm at home editing all the time. If I'm feeling a bit like dejected lonely mm. like or even if i'm just because it is like it's a solo job for me yeah yeah, but yeah even if i'm just like stuck i can't be bothered like i could ring up a mate a videographer and be like mm. shall we meet at starbucks yeah. and yeah, we'll edit together you, know, like, yeah. just, you yeah. find your own support network maybe. yeah you can never um, you can never give more to other people than you can give to yourself like you need to recharge your batteries and you need to have that sort of like I don't know, like energy that you can then impart to other people. And if that means going and working with somebody else at Starbucks, even if you're just both doing exactly the same thing, but you're just with somebody else, and that community energy is mm. is really important. Whenever I'm feeling unmotivated, I like talking to to Howard because he normally <laughs> energizes over there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> what I are you doing, Howard? Well, him. fifteen things at the moment. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I leave super inspired. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start, yeah. start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know what, that's, that's probably a bad idea. idea. No. Um, Come on. Well, Let's I was going to ask next about how you balance like the creative side versus the business side. You kind of touched on, but I like this route of like just all that but balance also balancing both yeah. of those things with like your personal life because obviously mm. this is something that you do together and you touched on before about like you know you miss out on family occasions and stuff yeah how, how do you balance because you're so busy <laughs> how do you balance <laughs> your don't. life with everything else i think yeah we don't i don't you think don't, we do in, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you have to be like that sometimes. The ultra successful people are, aren't they? Yeah. We bring people along, along with us. Yeah. So we've always been. So we do our Ellie Saxon Friends events, um, and and when we do those at the at the Peace Hall and things like that, we have our. I think that really came Friends. from lockdown because obviously that happened, and and y- you you reached out to a lot more people. But the people that we were working with during that, we made a very conscious decision that after lockdown, we were all going to go and do this together. Because mm. we've supported each other through this, nice. yeah. and and even though we're we're super busy, we will try and do things with people whenever we can. So, yeah. like if we're um, like we're going to go down to Monaco for the Formula One, so we're going to do that as content. We're working out there. We're going to drive some of the cars down, do all that. But then I will reach out to people and say, look, this isn't on our bill. And we want to bring someone along to help with content, do some selfies, that type of thing. And you reach out to your network of people. Mm. And then I think our friends and people we know appreciate that from us because they'll be like, well, we might not have heard from them for a month or so, or or, or they haven't come around to see us. Mm. But then when we do reach out, we're like, can we give you a, a really cool experience while we while yeah. we go and do it together. So yeah. you try and add value in different ways. Very large, like. <laughs> is it a paid gig? Because I might be interested. I'll learn the facts. How did Adam like? They didn't ask us to come. But well, like, like you mentioned lockdown, we did. I, I, I yeah. really yeah. enjoyed this, this, the sets and filming in lockdown. That's because, right, I remember. Yeah. I mean, it was just getting out of the house, but it was just so nice to see you in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that we. Time, um, we did Ocean Beach, didn't we? Oh, Beach, sorry, in Ibiza, and yeah. you came and filmed Jade. it. Jade. 
brought Jade, yeah. I brought my Filmed sister. It yeah. So it makes it more of a, like a friend thing as yeah, well and great. makes it more fun. But I also, I mean, I, I struggle a, a bit more with it, I think, than you do, don't I? Mm. Because um, my fa I've got a big family, family. and my, my family aren't self-employed, so they are all in like standard kind of employment, which is less flexible. And I don't see them as much as I'd like to. They see each other a lot more in like collective than I see them because I can't join them for mm. most of their meetups because they're at weekends because they all work normal jobs. Yeah. So that's a real challenge. I have to try and slip in as much as I can so that I don't well, miss out. Well, you'll drive like we've, we've been have weekends where Ellie's family have arranged to meet up and we will have been gigging, let's say, in Bristol. And they've decided they've, they've arranged their meetup to be like in uh, like yeah, miles yeah. away. Yeah. And Ellie will go and do the gig and then drive up to them, stay over, maybe spend seven or eight hours, and then drive back down to me to do another gig. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you sort of, you end up just making those allowances for yourself. Don't, I, I think, never expect somebody else to do that for you. Yeah. I think it's probably the biggest thing to say. No one else is gonna change themselves to cater for your because lifestyle. Way, yeah. But yeah. you can change your lifestyle, yeah. or not change your lifestyle, but you can factor in things to your lifestyle that you're happy to do. Because fundamentally, we've chosen this lifestyle, which is very different to most people's lifestyles. And it's kind of, in terms of like family life, it's kind of selfish because yeah. I'm doing what I love and I, I'm, I'm picking to work when I could be hanging out with you mm. because I love my job, but also because I've got that drive to be constantly doing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's my decision to do it. So then yeah. I'm like, well, I'll make the extra effort to do stuff with you because my, you know, thing, but I don't balance well. <laughs> okay, Ellie, so the question is. Okay. Mm. And if, Harry. Ellie, yeah, and Harry, because we know you're a team, guys. Um, <laughs> if you were starting from scratch with all the skills that you've got, what would you do? What is the first thing you do to get work so, in the wedding industry? No, no money. You wake up tomorrow, no money in the bank, no business, no bookings, nothing. But you've got all your skills. Yeah. Okay. Um, what well, would, I would you do? Create loads of content. That would be my first thing to sell it. So the only way you can sell yourself is to have the content to prove that you can do it. So I would get a phone and. I was going to be really finicky and be like, how are you doing that? You've no yeah. budget for cameras. Already on it, mate. <laughs> if you haven't got a phone, literally. really, like... Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You don't know weddings, exactly. there's no wedding content. Yeah. But I'd literally have a phone and I'd just be getting little bits of saxophone content wherever to show people that I could play the saxophone. Yeah. Um, and then I'd probably, if I had nothing, I'd probably sign up to a couple of different agencies online, you know, like uh, entertainment agencies, to start pushing it out. Um, for specific weddings? No, if I was completely starting out, I would be going for anything I could Health get, okay. taking Super any wide, work yeah. I could get. Yeah. I mean, we still do, I shouldn't say this really, but we do, we still do some work for free or less than our fee because we want that work and because we know it'll lead to further work. And you should never entirely work off exposure. Um, on know. what occasions would that be acceptable? I can give you an example of that because I did it today. So Monaco Grand Prix, we're down there already. I was chatting to a person who said, oh, we put on a party on this yacht on the Friday night um, and it's, it's 60 people on this yacht and we're looking for entertainment. And I was like, we're already down there. So he puts this event on at loads of the different things around the world that are like that. I was like, mate, we're already down there. We'll come and jump on and do an hour for you. 
And then if you like it, you'll pay us our usual fee for next time. And yeah. he was like, oh, would you do that? And I was like, yeah, 100%. And that is always far better. I think it's you, Howard, that told me this. It's far better to go in and say, I'll do this one for free. This is my usual fee. Don't go in and say, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll knock like 400, 500 quid yeah, off and yeah. we'll do this. Yeah, yeah. Do it for free nice. if you think you're going to get something back from it. But they and see then the this quality is the usual fee. Yeah. Exactly. Then yeah. they can see and the And if they want to book you again, they're going to expect the discounted price you gave them then. Exactly, so yeah. yeah. Free gigs at this the start. This is my worth, but yeah. I'll do it for free for you. With, with, but I think we've, we've sort of deviated from the question a little bit. I well, think it no, was, no, but it's, starting it's out, really, it's really good. Free. And, yeah. and a lot of people turn their nose up about it, but yeah. it's a surefire it's a, way. It's, to... it's a tricky line. To, you have to think that the thing you're going to do, you have to make your own decision if that's worth it for you. Mm. Don't be bullied into working for free. Like You've got yeah. to think you have to offer that to them. They Don't let someone say, I haven't got a budget for this. Like If they come to you and say, we'd like to book you for this, you then make that conscious decision to say, yeah. I'm going to do this for free. Mm. Don't be if like... If you don't think you're going to get... Because what people try and sell it on is exposure. If you don't think you're going to get the exposure you then would benefit from, if they're telling you you're getting exposure but you don't feel you are... Yeah, well, that's, that's what you're saying. Take control value. of it rather yeah. than letting them Absolutely. go. Yeah. 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 If they're saying to you, do it for exposure, it'll work, yeah. probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if yeah. I was starting from scratch, like scratch, scratch, what, what have you got if i was looking at, at you and saying right what you've got you've got a personality you oh, can play the you. saxophone <laughs> so we're going to do if even if it's tiktoks or instagram we're going to lean into that and we're going to go and do yeah. loads of little short videos of something that's playing a saxophone tune somewhere or going and doing something short and viral that is going to get noticed because you mentioned mm. that you haven't got any wedding gigs so how are you proving you can do weddings? Well, the only way to do that is to go viral enough or to have something that's of interest enough, even if it's like a busker, that yeah. type mm. of scenario, mm. that's, that's where you're at. Or even approach some wedding venues and go in the daytime, go film yeah. a video there. You know? Have you got a wedding set up for later this week? Can I jump in? Can I film a video? And in I'll share it on your socials. I'll yeah. send it to you so that you've got footage of your venue. Yeah. You know, scratch someone else's back so they can scratch yours. That's very much, I think, beneficial in the wedding industry as well because then you end up working with nice people. You know, mm. you find the people who who you like and who are you, who then develop to be your friends, you know, and you yeah. all help each other out. It makes for yeah. a far yeah, nicer... Yeah. But if you're going to do that, go to the venues that, that you are, want to work that are good. You yeah. know, like yeah. you say, yeah. So, so that that's, make it work that it. It, to get a wedding gig. Not going. What, where, where are wedding gigs held? What held at wedding venues? Well, let's yeah. go to the wedding venues. Yeah, it's a little bit of content, but go yeah. to the wedding venues. Ask about their wedding fairs. If you have got any open days, yeah. can I do anything for you? Mm -hmm. Again, free gigs for you know, like, doing yeah. favors for people. The the hotel on the prom in Blackpool versus. The, it, you the, need to know the, your market. The, you the need nice to know where you want to be. Yeah. in Ribble Valley. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's, choose the right venues. Yeah. Choose the right venues and work out what. If, if 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 money's off the table completely, work out you as a person what you've got that's worth something that that venue would benefit from in terms of letting you in to come and film a video, um, and then work that on a joint like a joint venture almost. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're then thinking, mm -hmm. well, the venue hasn't got content of this. 
Yeah. So I'm going to film that content of this for them and then I'm going to give it to them. They don't have to post me in it, like, yeah. but they probably will do. They'll probably tag you in it because that's the nice thing to do. I think that's an easy thing to do as a filmmaker because yeah. yeah. venues always need content. Mm. Well, videographers and photographers are laughing in that sense because we can just yeah. we can yeah. just do that. I remember I used to do a lot of, of, of like gigs for hotels where they have their their staff night or something and that was kind of a favour yeah you know so it's it's mm. how to shoehorn your particular niche into a venue yeah, yeah. by helping them out yeah well, I mean if you're a cake provider or a florist or anything there's yeah you can, it's the same Absolutely. advice isn't it also, it's just finding how your yeah. service yeah, can, can I, if you're a florist um, right Easter's coming up can I do you an East, a floral Easter display that's going to go in the reception of your wedding venue and kind of take some pictures. You can have it for free. Um, But if you've got brides and grooms who like that, would you mind just mentioning me to them? Yeah. Yeah. And then it hasn't really cost you anything to do it. You've made a relationship. Yeah. And then someone might see that and tag you in it. And also, that's a relationship that's then going to continue on. You know, if you're Mm. marketing to couples, each couple you market to has got one event, which is great. You know, you should definitely still market to couples when you get the opportunity to but if you're going to wedding venues wedding venues may hold 50 weddings a year so you could have a good pool of work if you work well with them i'd say as well though don't get offended or be rude if they say no because quite often they will say no because they're too busy or they don't know you but you have to in in, especially it's quite it's a big industry but it's also small in the fact that you know, if you do yeah, offend, if you're rude, they'll have, it's yeah, gonna, they yeah. might have their people and they the don't people. want to tread on their toes. Yeah, but then, but then, as soon as you're rude, it gets out. Yeah, you could yeah. just ask that question. You could just say, if they're like, "Oh no, sorry, we don't do that," you could just be like, "Is it because I'm not very good? Is it because you've already got a supplier?" Because then, if they say, "Oh yeah, we've already got this supplier," you could even then reach out to that supplier and say, "Look, I'm starting out. This venue obviously love you because they always use you." Is there anything that I can I can do just to gain a bit of experience and help you out Perfect. with that? You just you, you're not being too big for your boots, too early doors, and that's the biggest thing that gets everybody's back up. Especially we see it with people who've come out of music college, they've got a degree in whatever field they want to go into, and they're immediately like, "You should book me for this event because I've just come out of music college," and I'm like, "That doesn't mean anything to me." I mean, I know you can I know you can play, which is fine, but if I put you in front of 200 people. Can you then entertain? entertain? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, it's just trying to go about it the right way, but isn't most it? People Absolutely. In, most people yeah. in the industry are really nice and yeah. really friendly and really mm. helpful. Because you know. they always want to help you as well. If you've been successful mm. at something, mm. you're, you're, you, you feel obliged sometimes to pass that knowledge on. And people are so scared about reaching out to other suppliers about things because yeah. they oh, I'm their competition. No, pe- you know, people, really nice. people do want to help you out, yeah. you know, yeah. but some people are just yeah. too scared to ask. Yeah. Always um, ask, and if you don't get a reply, just don't be a dick about it. Exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Sorry. You've got <laughs> That's to, true. Yeah. Chances you're are right. you're going to get a lot of no's, but you've got to yeah. Like, yeah. ask You've got to cast your net wide you've got to ask if you're starting out, because you don't know what your niche is. Three or four messages yeah. is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. All, no. They might all come back no's, and then it's like, oh, i For them, focus down. Literally. Yeah. You've got to go, like, 50. Yeah. 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 Cast your net really wide, see what is sticking. And then narrow it in on those things. Look at it and think, right, well, these people replied. What what have they got in common that makes them think I'm a good fit for them? And then you can almost generate your own niche based on looking at what replies you're getting. So it's not a wasted... It's, it's basically... Um, what do they call it? Like consumer marketing. Yeah. You're, you're basically finding out what works and then narrowing down to that. But then you've got to be humble to do that as well because yeah. you can't be like, 
well, I do this particular brand of wedding photography, which is all in sepia, and we're going to do this. Why does nobody want it? Well, nobody wants it because we don't live in the 1920s. But then you've got to be humble enough to be like, actually, maybe that's not the right thing, but I can shoehorn that into what I do, and maybe we could do a little bit of that style of photography for couples that mm. do want it, but then give them mm. enough, the same yeah. with DJing. And also because trends are constantly changing yeah. in the wedding yeah. industry. It, yeah, you've got to sure. have a level of humble to like adapt to the trends because otherwise you get left behind, don't you? I see. I feel we're getting to a level where I'm getting quite brutal now, so I'm just going to. Yeah, go. you settle down. <laughs> I love it. This is all good content, honestly. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to change the name of the podcast here. I don't brutal know. Harry. That's another soundbite. We're not in the 1920s. We're not anymore. in the 1920s. Nobody wants sepia. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I was going to ask. What advice would you give to, to someone starting out? That was kind of like exactly what I just said. But, exactly. but it's, it's, it, does, it does that differ from anything you just said? I know. I think and one one add like add on to it is just to stay really open minded and to stay try and stay positive. It's really hard, yeah. especially when you're starting out. It's hard to you know it takes it takes quite a long time. I think people sometimes expect it to happen quite quickly, but obviously if you're only starting out, you might not get any weddings for this year because people do book quite far in advance quite often yeah. and you know it's it's a tricky thing, but it, you can you know you just ha you really have to have a good persistence about you, try and stay positive yeah. and try and adapt and just be you know be positive and happy to be there and have a yeah, cut off time as well if you if yeah. you think like if you're working into the evenings and you're spending all your time on everything, don't like make sure again you're not completely burning yourself out. If you're doing it by yourself, then think right. I've got to six o'clock. I've got to seven o'clock. I'm going to stop doing that now. I'm going to put something on Netflix. And I'm going to have some food, and that's my day done. Treat it like a job as well. Make sure you have those boundaries. Mm. But again like you would if you were employed there might be times when someone says i really need you to work late or i really need to do this and just be prepared to put those shifts in as well yeah i right. like to i i i mean i talk a lot from you and i've i've worked especially when i was young and single and living with at my mum's house and i worked all hours yeah, yeah. which i found really easy to do because mm. like i didn't have any commitments and that suited my lifestyle yep but then like so it's something i've had to teach myself is if you're going to give advice about this you've just got to be mindful of like not everyone is going to be able to do the yeah. kind of hours that you did yeah so you can't just go i oh, just work all the hours yeah because it's not yeah. realistic and it's yeah mm. mm. you know well, someone you got, could well, listen to that and go i'm gonna have to and that's obviously what it takes and burn themselves out yeah. so you've got to be mindful yeah that if it, you uh, just be self-aware of like you know what, what you can manage what can you do what yeah. can you, yeah i think you need a big uh, a big enough why, don't you? Because when yeah. you're working full time all the hours, but if you've got a big enough why, you want to actually do yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. You will. You'll put the effort in. You'll do yeah. it because you know what the end goal is. Like yeah. when I was working full time, running a business with, with the family, and then I was singing on the singing in the on the weekends, mm. practicing in the back room all mm. that, you know, every, every night, and just. Yeah. If you've got the motivation focused, and the you determination, know. you want to do it, yeah. then great. But you've. I, think... I, I knew what the outcome would be if I if I put all that work in. Yeah. You know. But also, you can be structured but, about it. You know, yeah. you can. You can, if you plan your time so that you are getting the biggest benefit out of your time, because you're putting basically your own time in to try and then turn it into a business. So if you're saying, like I said, if I was starting out now, I'd make loads of content. Plan your content before you go to make your content. It makes it less stressful. It makes it go quicker. Mm -hmm. Don't slog out to make it absolutely perfect. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to show you and your abilities and what you're doing. So I think it's be intelligent with your time and be kind of, selective 
but not too harsh on yourself because then you can just dig yourself into a hole, yeah. can't you? I think telling people is a, a big one as well. Um, and we're so lucky with social media, aren't we? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because as soon as you're out, I'm, I'm, right, I'm now a sax player, I've got all this girl, I want to get weddings. Tell everyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to do weddings, but yeah. social media, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, anybody, do you know anybody who's getting married? Yeah. Da, da, da. You just. You utilize your friend network as well, like exactly. Yeah, tell your friends, you know, definitely. Yeah, or if your friends are having a party, if you're a, if you're a DJ or a musician, yeah. If your friends are having a party, low say, hanging fruit. Yeah, exactly. Get those bits That's and, and use it. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Got right, we've got one more question. I like this question. Well, I asked the last question, so, <laughs> so you asked the. This is this is something that that. I think we're going to ask every guest because this, mm. I don't know how beneficial it is, but it's something I'm really interested <laughs> no, in. No, we're going to ask every guest. We're going to ask every guest because I think this is really interesting. Um, if you could, within the wedding industry, if you could swap the service that you do with any other type of wedding industry oh. person, what, what would, would you, you do? do? Oh, like both of you individually. So, like, if you we had a real funny time in the van, I'm if sure you weren't sad yeah. and DJ, if you were providing a different wedding service, what would it be? So you personally. Oh, that is so hard. I would... I, I, do, do I have to actually have any reasonable skills at it? Or is it like no, no, I just, could fully so develop my skills? What like, else would you want to be in the wedding industry? Just, I'd love to make wedding dresses. Like design and make wedding dresses. Ah. Which would just be... It's absurd because I can't. I can't sew or design. So what makes you want to do that? Just I just love wedding dresses. dresses. <laughs> and I love like... I, I always like being quite creative. I like drawing, don't I, Harry? So I feel like I could like design some pretty fabulous nice. stuff. Um, but I'm going to try and make some of my own outfits this year, so we'll see if it manages yeah, to translate. Can. It probably won't, and then that would be down the pan. But yeah, <laughs> also I feel like it's really hard because I basically work very few hours, don't I? Which is really nice. So if you were that, do you think you'd be successful at it? Quick fire, yes or no? Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, if well, I'm talking like not with my level of skills now. If I'd have been able to build it, yeah, 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 yeah sure. because um, I'm very, very driven, and I don't think I'd take not being successful as an option. I think it, I'd nice. just keep on plowing, throwing nice. these dresses in people's faces until well, that, that wouldn't be that wouldn't one. be like couple, or you wouldn't be like. Dealing with couples, would you making the dresses? Oh no, I do shops like and stuff. well, maybe. Or would you have a bridal? I shop? think I'd have like a mixture. I or think are we going I'd, too deep. Oh, I no, I thought about it quite a lot before. I think I'd do bespoke wedding dresses for people. For like so you could still be, but also make a, a line. Would you still want to have the the, the relationships with couples? Um, yeah, with yeah, yeah. I think so. Because yeah. I feel like that'd be part of your success. Because you yeah, could, you could I wouldn't like want to be like some massive kind of manufacturer I'd like it to be like you don't want to be fruit of the loom for the wedding dress industry <laughs> no, you want to be want. chill fruit of the loom I love fruit of the loom <laughs> nothing wrong with fruit of the loom quality t-shirts then mm. quality if you good, like seeing your nipples through what would you do what would you do I would do sax um, player so well <laughs> <laughs> if somebody would I'm, I'm already a sax player <laughs> um, I would love to do like wedding cars Oh, I'd yeah. love to like do chauffeuring. I don't know why I wouldn't have thought of that anyway. I probably could yeah, have answered your some, question. Some sort of like, um, yeah, like taking, driving, driving like bride and her father to the church, like picking them up, driving them back to the venue, all that type of stuff. Yeah. I'd, I'd really like to do that because it would, I, I love cars. And also, yeah, I think it's a really, it's a really nerve wracking time of the day for people because they're, they're nervous about it. But also, 
you can you can still have a chat with people about it. So you can still be sort of a little bit of a part of their day. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can help to sort of put them Impactful at ease as well. as well, isn't it? Because that is a, that's the nervous point 100%, on the way. Yeah. And if yeah. you can be that person that's calmed her down, she'll remember that. Yeah. yeah. Harry's exactly. like, unless you're flying to the church at like 70 miles an hour and a 30 no to get there on time. You know? Or if they're late, you 70 can, miles an hour and she's and like, I can get you there on time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jump Squeeze in the engine. into the back of the McLaren. Go on, in you go. Yeah. Well, there are only two seats in the McLaren, so the father of the bride would have to be in the trailer. <laughs> cool. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for the... Um, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the, the first, the first, first ever one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. If it tanks, if we don't blame us. If, I mean, this might be the only ever episode. <laughs> no. If we had to have someone that we could have on first, I'm oh. very happy that it was you guys. Thank you. Because thanks, obviously thanks you've got so much to share with your super success and advice, but we also love you. So Absolutely. It's great oh, we love Before you we wrap up, um, where does, if people want to find out about you and find out more, where do they need to go? Head over to our Instagram. It's probably yeah. where we're most active. Ellie Sachs Instagram. Ellie Sachs Instagram. At, at Ellie.Sachs. Ellie. 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 Yeah. At Laser Boy Wonder. Don't bother following at Laser Boy Wonder unless <laughs> you're interested in like memes. my... Yeah, memes, dogs, and the underneath of cars that don't work. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what you get from mine. What, uh, what have you got coming up this year? Anything like... Any cool... Yeah, we've got exciting. some... Your coolest gig you've got coming up this year. We're supporting the Black Eyed Peas this year. Pretty yeah. cool. Quite cool. <laughs> That's pretty the, cool. Um, we've got Peace Hall. We've so got the Amber Lounge. Amber Lounge for parties. Formula One. Is um, the tickets to the Peace Hall going up? Yes. They've got, have they sold out already? They are no. not quite we sold out. Really... We've got 6,000 tickets to sell this year. Yeah, I want to come. We're about just over 50% now and they've been out three days. So if people want to come to that, they'll find you on, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah details about coming to see your performance at Peace Hall. Peace Hall. Peace Hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what it's date great. is that on? 11th of August. 11th of August, Peace Hall. That is going to be yeah. one hell of a party. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna Black Eyed be... Peas one is down in London at Greenwich. Greenwich. At the mill. That's a high bar. Like, what's the coolest gig you got this year? Oh, we're supporting the Black Eyed Peas. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? I know. Okay. Brilliant. That. I only it's came crazy. in the other week as well. I was like, what a win. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got some nice weddings coming up this year, but I'm not supporting the Black Eyed Peas. What's your most excited? What are you most excited for wedding wise this year? Have you got any wedding wise? Not wedding wise. In general, in your life, what are you excited for? Our lives are as exciting. We're going to, uh, <laughs> going to Downton Abbey in a couple of weeks, aren't we? No, nice. yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so it's really cool. my mum's uh, birthday present from, from us. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, so we're all going crap. down there for a few days and the boys are going to come as well. Which we are so massive Downton. This is, yes. this, I mean, I don't know. Lots are you going to dress Lots up? of things. No. I'm always excited about what's coming yeah. up. But sometimes we're spontaneous. But, Matt, we we'll just go away and do something. Yeah. The reason we sat here today is purely down to Downton Abbey because me and Howard were massive fanboys and then we just got chatting and he was like, fancy coming to a wedding, like filming me and learning cameras and we just, you know, it all started from there. Down, yeah, wow. Downton Abbey. Nice. Wow. Downton Abbey. So every Sunday night, I used to come to our house. My mum used to come to our house <laughs> and we went to Downton Abbey. I know it sounds bizarre with no, television. It doesn't sound bizarre, it sounds the most And then when Downton Abbey finished, thing. it then became Mr. Selfridge night, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. And it was one of those nights when Adam was. I think Sunday was night college. period drama forms <laughs> the basis of everything I've done since. You tell me a person in the UK that hasn't been, in their formative years, watched BBC period dramas. It might make no sense to international viewers, More but of if, an you ICV in, fan. if you. <laughs> we'll end there <laughs> <laughs> I think we can end there yeah, yeah. yeah.
No, we and, and, we can, and we carry on chatting about this off camera. Yeah, if you're going to finish with, if you've got a question for the next guest, um, go on. Go on then. Have so. <clears throat> We're not even sure who it's going to be yet. Well, no, that's part of the fun, don't Because that's part of the fun. Uh, have you got... We've not copyrighted this idea. Have though. you got a question for our next podcast guest? What's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you at a wedding in front of people? And how did you recover from how it? How did you recover from it? Did There's you the lesson. Or are you yeah. still there? <laughs> So thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you found this episode insightful, inspirational. And if you did enjoy that, then please consider subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, we're Think Wedding Business. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. So if you want to watch us, you can go over to YouTube and find us at Think Wedding Business and the same over on Instagram to keep up with all of our future episodes. We'd really love you to subscribe and join us on this journey. And if you do like this content, please consider giving us a five-star review. It just helps us get seen and helps spread the word. So thanks again for listening Wings and we'll see you out. next time. Bye-bye.